You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. So I want to talk to you today about the promise-keeping God. The promise-keeping God. Has God given you a promise? Has God given you a promise concerning the future things that He wants to do in your life? Or a promise from God for your life involves your purpose. Will never just be about yourself. When when God made a promise to Abraham, he was thinking about you and me. It wasn't just about Abraham, amen? It involved all of us. So the promises that God wants to fulfill in your life, the promises that must still manifest in your life, it's concerning your purpose to have an impact on those around you. Amen? I want to challenge you in this morning to to go find a promise. Maybe it's what God has given you, but go find some promises in God's word and remind him of those promises. It's not that God forgets about his promises, but he wants us to remind him about his promises. Amen? When your life is centered around Christ Jesus, when your life is centered around Christ Jesus, everything changes. Because your focus is now upon Christ Jesus, and you'll start to talk more about what God has planned for you than what you see happening around you. Right now, if you go on your phone or you read the newspaper or you're on television, there's a lot of things happening in this world that contradicts the Word of God. Am I talking to the right people here? The promises of God is there to help us to focus, to keep our focus on the right things. When we talk about promises that comes from God, we're talking about a heavenly assignment, things that come from above. When we talk about problems, things you're on earth. In heaven, there's no problems. In heaven, there's no worries. In heaven, there's no stress. In heaven, there's just an atmosphere of peace. That's why the Bible teaches us Jesus. Disciples asked him, teach us how to pray. He says, the first thing when you pray, change the atmosphere here on earth. Pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You're on earth as it is in heaven. It's our assignment here on earth to manifest God's presence, his peace, his glory here on earth. Heaven's atmosphere, you're on earth. Amen. Turn with me to Colossians 3 verse 1. Or you can just follow on the overhead. It says, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Promises are from above. He says, think upon the things that are from above. And don't focus on the things down here. What do we do? We fill our minds with everything that's happening around us. And then quickly just want to go look at a scripture. What is dominating your heart? The promises of God or problems? Do you know what's dominating your heart? What are you talking about the most? Are you talking about the promises of God? Or are you talking about your problems? Don't answer. Just double blink at me. Amen. 
The Bible never said, Isaiah said, bring God to remembrance of his promises. Not your problems. God is aware of your problems. He's aware of your challenges. Amen? But bring to remembrance the promises. The psalmist said in Psalm 129, he said, I lift up my eyes to the mountains from where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. I like that. I like all the Psalm 91. He who abides under the shadow of the Almighty. Your focus determines your confession. Your focus will determine what are you declaring, what are you saying. If you are focusing upon heaven, heaven's promises, that's what you'll be declaring, having a heaven's opinion. But if you are only focusing upon your problems, that's what you will be talking about and saying. Isaiah said, bring to remembrance my promises. It's not that God forgets promises, but he wants you to focus upon them, to remind him, to declare that word. Psalm 27 says, in the time of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion, in his secret place. That's where he's going to keep me and set me on a high rock. I like that. I like to remind God of that promise in his word. In the time of trouble, hide me. It's not that troubles won't be there. Things are around the, us the whole time. Troubles and difficulties and challenges. Sometimes people are so scared to call it a trouble. They say, don't confess trouble, just say challenge. We can, you can do that. But the Bible calls it trouble. Amen. says, because he has set his love upon me in the time of trouble, I will deliver him. He says, in the time of trouble, he will hide me. So trouble will come knocking on your door, but will not find you because God is hiding you. Amen. But when your life is not centered around Christ Jesus, trouble will knock and find you like this the whole time. But this is a scripture that you can remind God and say, God, in the time of trouble, hide me. God's plan for your life is not change. Your future is still, I know the thoughts I have towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. He's still the promise keeper. We're not denying and saying there's no problems. We're just saying we believe the word of God more than anything else. It's when your dream seems impossible, remind God of his promises. When it seems like the doors are not opening, say, God, you've said you'll open a door and no man will be able to shut it. The problem that you are facing, there's a promise that overrules it, that overrides it. Go find it and stand upon it. So hold on to the promises of God. God has not changed his mind concerning you. He still wants to fulfill and perfect everything concerning you. Turn with me.
to Psalm 119. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. You can follow in your Bible or you can follow in the overhead. It says, Lord, never forget the promises you've made to me. Lord, never forget the promises you've made to me, for they are my hope and my confidence. This word cannot fail without God failing. If this word has gone out, it cannot return back void. So the psalmist said here, he says, Lord, never forget the promises you've made to me, for they are my hope and my confidence in all of my affliction. I find great comfort in your promises, for they have kept me alive. Many of us would not be here today if not for the promises of God. Your parents praying the promises of God over you. Some of you are experiencing success, experiencing graces and favor because other people have been declaring the promises of God over your life. Amen? The psalmist says, I find great confidence in your promises. Amen. Can I just tell you something? God doesn't love you because you are good or because you have qualified. God loves you because God is love. Just say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> because all of us make mistakes. We wake up in the morning and we say, God, today... I am going to walk in your promises. I'm going to get it right. I'm not going to make a mistake. And before you've opened the back door and walked out, you've messed up. Am I talking to the right people? You say, today we're just going to go to church and experience the love and peace of our Savior and who of you know how many times on your way to church to experience peace the enemy comes and he steals your peace. Just double blink at me if I'm talking to the right people here. Don't raise your hand. Amen. <laughs> His promises are still true. The only way to truly feel good about yourself is to believe and to accept the promises of Jesus. What he says about you, get heaven's opinion, accept it, believe it, and start to live it. A promise-keeping God. Sometimes you've been holding on to a promise for so long that you think, God, are you still going to do it? Am I talking to the right people here? God cannot become unfaithful when we are unfaithful. Even when we are unfaithful, God remains faithful because that's who He is. That's His nature. That's His ability. He remains faithful even when we're unfaithful. That's why I'm so happy that faith is not of ourselves. Faith does not come from ourselves. That's what the Bible says. Hold on to Jesus. Look unto Jesus. Hebrews 12, I'm going to read from the Amplified. It says, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus. All these things around us. He says, look away from all those things. Who is the leader of the source of our faith, giving the first 
incentive to our belief and as also the finisher bringing it to maturity and perfection. The New King James says, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. So how do you hold on to that promise? You hold on to the promise by looking to Jesus, the source of our faith. That promise that you are trusting God for doesn't help looking at your situation and your circumstances. Look to Jesus, the one who gave the promise. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, Jesus is faithful. Faith simply means committing yourself to the promise. Are you still committed to the promise that God gave you? Because somebody stronger and wiser is busy working out the answer. I love the fact that God chooses grace rather than work so that no man can boast. The Bible says the battle is not for the strongest. The race is not for the swift, but opportunity and chance comes to everybody to give people like me a chance in life as well. Amen. I'm so grateful for that, I must tell you. You know what's the great thing about God? Jesus is prepared to become what you need. When you, when you are hungry, is the bread of life. When you are thirsty, rivers of living water. Are you, are you feeling guilt and condemnation in your life? Jesus came to save the world. When you feel lost, he's a roadmap to lead you and to guide you. Not just to lead and guide you, but to go before you and to make your way straight and to make them smooth. To cause the light of his favor to shine upon all your ways and even expel all shades of darkness. I have found that when you look to Jesus, faith comes naturally. But when I look at the situation and the circumstances, it drains my faith. But when I look to Jesus, faith comes naturally. Because Jesus, the word, is the source of our faith. When you look at him, you'll find yourself having faith. Just spending some time here will lift up your spirit, give you a clear vision of the future. Show you what to do. When I read the word, the scripture, and I look at Job. I mean, Job had promises. Job made sacrifices. And yes, suddenly, Job finds himself in a crisis. And he's not even done anything wrong. Have you found yourself in a crisis and you haven't done anything wrong? I mean, it's one thing if you find yourself in a crisis and you know you've had your part to play. But when you've done nothing wrong and you've lost everything, that's a different story. Am I talking to the right people here today? The Bible says Job never sinned with his mouth. In all of this, he never sinned with his mouth. Wow, Jesus have mercy on us. I mean, today we just see something and we're on social media. That's a part what's coming out of your heart and what you're saying. But Job started looking beyond the pain, the disappointment, towards the promise. Never talked about the problems, 
but focused upon the promises. The book of James records something wonderful. It says, indeed, we count them blessed to endure. You've heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful, that he is a promise keeper. And remember what he did? He restored double back to Job and everything that he lost because that is the promise keeper. Whatever the enemy has stolen, minimum restoration according to Scripture is double. Turn to the person next to you and say, he's a faithful promise keeper. When Job changed his focus from problems to the promises, things just changed like that. Things just changed like that. Every word that God has spoken must come through, must be fulfilled. The Bible says, God's word cannot return back void to him. Do you know what that means? We're living in the last days. I really believe we are going to start to see promises, words that have been given to individuals that they've been holding on to. We're going to start seeing those things being fulfilled like this. Because as the time gets closer to the coming of Christ, every one of those promises must be fulfilled. Are you still holding on to a promise? So can I give you some good advice? A man's life, a man's life is what he is thinking about. So what you are thinking about will affect your life. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So what are you thinking about the majority of your day? Are you thinking about your problems, meditating upon that? Are you meditating upon the promises of God? 1 Corinthians 1 verse 20 says that all the promises of God in Him are yes and in Him are amen to the glory of God. Every promise is yes and amen. Turn to the person next to you say, it's going to happen. Turn to the person on the other side say, it's going to happen. Do you really believe that? It's going to happen. So go take some time and write those promises down. Start to meditate upon them. Think upon them. Because every promise that God has given you, He still wants to do it. I've got a lot of promises. In my prayer room, I've got them written down. I've got scriptures. I was taking time this morning just praying, not just praying over them, meditating upon them. When last did you meditate upon the promises that God has given you? The challenges that you are facing, have you got a scripture overruling it? I want to challenge you. Go write down the promises that God has given you. Start to meditate upon them. Get your heart filled with those promises. Amen. I'm going to close with this. I think it's Luke 18. It says, When the Son of Man returns, will he really find faith upon the earth? It says, when Jesus returns, what he will be looking for is to see who are those who are really in faith. 
Will he find faith in your heart? If he had to come back today, would he find faith in my heart? Because Israel couldn't enter into the promised land, not because of what happened around them or what they, because of unbelief. They didn't have faith. He says, when he comes back, will he really find faith in my heart? Am I holding onto a promise, that which is not yet manifested, but I'm believing that he's faithful, that he will do it? Because that's faith. Faith is just holding on to the promise, holding on to the word that God has given you. When Jesus returns, will he really find us in faith? 2 Corinthians 13, I was sharing it, verse 5, with a, when we had prayer on Thursday. I said, Paul wrote there and he said, test yourself and see whether you are in faith. So it's an assignment to us to see, are we still in faith? Examine yourself as to whether you're in faith. Test yourself. When last did you test yourself to see whether you're still in faith? I can now go on and say, now start to test the kind of faith that you have. Is your faith working through love? Because if the faith is not working through love, you're just a clinging symbol. Because there are many people exercising their faith. Remember, there were people that came to Jesus. They said, we casted out demons, we healed the sick, we were prophesying in your name. And he said, I don't know you. They knew Jesus. But what they were doing, their faith that they were exercising was not through love. The promise of God is to pour out his love in our hearts. Are you holding on to a promise? Turn to the person next to you and ask them, are you holding on to a promise? Turn to the person on the other side, say, hold on to a promise. When you are holding on to a promise from God, it's one way to know that you're in faith. That if Jesus had to come today, I'm not saying he's coming today, I'm saying if he had to come today, amen. Otherwise, people will get you into trouble on social media. Yeah, there's a guy saying Jesus was going to come today. He didn't come. <laughs> I'm not saying Jesus is I'm saying if Jesus had to come today, would he find you in faith? Amen. Holding on to that promise. You can hold on to that promise because God's word cannot fail without God failing. God promises to see us through. Some of the promises that you have, you cannot fulfill it on your own. You need people to help you. Amen. I'm closing with this scripture. I've said closing for the second time. Forgive me. Amen. <laughs> I'm closing now. Psalm 16 verse 5. Look at this. Lord, I've chosen you alone as my inheritance. You are my prize, my pleasure, and my portion. I leave my destiny and its timing in your hands. Give the Lord a hand. Your pleasant path leads me to pleasant places. I'm overwhelmed by the privileges that come with following you, for you have given me the best. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. You know what I read in that? Ecclesiastes says, God makes everything beautiful in its time. The promise that God has given you, put it into God's hands, 
what He's going to do, and the timing. Because God will make it beautiful in its time. The Bible says the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter and brighter. In Job 22, when Job is there praying the prayer, he says, you will decide a thing and you will declare it, and the light of God's favor will shine upon all your ways. When they try and push you down, God will lift you up. Amen. Then he gives the promise and he says, even the one who is not innocent will be delivered because of the cleanness of your hands. He's talking about Jesus. Amen. Us who are not innocent because Jesus was innocent, we can experience that righteousness of God. He who knew no sin became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The promise-keeping God remains faithful. We might have been unfaithful, and because we're unfaithful, we think, oh, we haven't kept our promise with God. God will not keep His promise. Family, God remains faithful. You can get back on track. It's so easy. You go on your knees and you say, Lord, forgive me for messing up. Help me to get back on track. Help me to do what I still have to do. The promise that you've given me, the destiny that you've planned for me, let us do it, O oh Lord. I want to walk with you. I want to run with you. Take me from where I am to where you want me to be. He is faithful. He's a promise-keeping God. When you take the Scriptures and you declare it. Remember I, in the beginning I said, God gave me a word this morning and he said, I've sent an angel. I've sent an angel. I think it's Psalm 103, verse 20. Just put it up quickly. Last scripture. Last, last scripture. True gospel, last scripture. Amen. Is it right? 103, verse 20. What does it say? Bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. When you stop talking about the problems and you start confessing the promises, the word of God, guess what? Angels start working. Angels start aligning themselves, getting together to do what you are declaring. Amen? So when you start to declare the promises of God and stop talking about the problems, guess what, angels? Some of us have caused some angels to be on AWOL for a long time because we are talking more about our problems than the promises. Don't raise your hand. Just double wink at me if you know I'm talking to the right person. So take some time and stop talking about the problems and start confessing the promises of God because the promise-keeping God is a faithful one. Do you have some promises that you're holding on to? I want to encourage you, go write them down. Go put them where you can see them and remind yourself and remind God of those promises and see what God will do. As soon as you declare the word of God, angels are assigned to help you to see the fulfillment of those promises apart from God stretching forth his mighty right hand causing the light of his favor to shine upon all your ways his fire going before you his presence that is around you God working in you and with you and through you to do far more abundantly whatever you could think or dream or imagine that promise that you are holding on the word says God will do more 
than that what you could imagine, dream, even remind God of. Because He's much greater and bigger than all of us. See you later. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.